Welcome to the New True Podcast. You're in the right place if you're ready to harness your power and live a more intentional life. I'm your host, Stephanie Hicks. I'm a clarity coach and my superpower is helping the everyday woman find and pursue her passion in simple and practical ways. I focus on increasing self-awareness, self-confidence, and self-esteem. Each episode will provide tips and motivation to guide you to awareness, acceptance, and alignment. The goal is for you to stop dreaming and start doing so that you can be your best authentic self, embracing and living your true passion. Are you ready to discover your truth? Let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me today. Our first podcast of the year. And it's the middle of January. (laughs) Yes, um, it took me so long to figure out what I wanted uh, the first podcast to be. And here we are, Um, just with the things that are going on in the world. I really felt like one of the biggest things to talk about was communication. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're talking about communication. And the way we communicate has the potential to build up or tear down our relationships. Listening is crucial for all effective communication. If we don't listen effectively, messages can be uh, easily misunderstood and communications break down, leading to frustration and rifts in relationships. If there's one communication skill we should aim to master, it's listening. When interacting with others, we can be very easily distracted. Active listening is a skill that is difficult to master and requires time and patience to develop. It requires a conscious effort to hear not only the words that the other person is saying, but more importantly, doing your best to understand the message they're communicating. So this might actually be a part series, I guess you could say. So the first thing that I want to talk about is listening, right? Effective listening. And so first, we should probably start with some definitions, right? (laughs) Um, The English Oxford Dictionary defines listening as the ability to pay attention to and effectively interpret what other people are saying. Listening is vital in developing and maintaining healthy relationships. We are naturally prone to becoming preoccupied with our own thoughts and emotions. If a person is talking to us, it's often too easy to get distracted and not pay close attention to what the other person is saying. We may get distracted by what is going on around us, by whatever we're thinking about, or even by what we want to say next. This can become particularly damaging in relationships because important pieces of information get lost in communication. 
Listening is so essential that many employers provide their employees with listening skills training as effective listening can directly influence better customer satisfaction, more accurate work, and greater productivity, ultimately leading to more innovative and creative work. So communication is vital and listening not only enhances the relationships, but also enhances your um, effectiveness at work. Hearing and listening are not the same. Now, let me say that again. Hearing and listening are not the same. Hearing refers to the sound that we hear as opposed to listening, which requires that we pay attention to the meaning of what we're hearing. Listening means considering not just the words that are being spoken, but how they are being spoken. The use of voice, language, and body language, which is part of the reason there are so many misunderstandings on social media, because we're trying to communicate and we can't take all three of these things into consideration, the voice, the language, and the body language. So it's no wonder there are so many miscommunications and fights on social media. Most people do not listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. And that is a quote by Stephen Covey. An effective listener will not listen Well, an effective listener will listen not just to what's being said, but also to what is not being said, or perhaps even what is particularly being said. Effective listening requires that we pay attention, pay close attention to inconsistencies between verbal and nonverbal messages. For example, if someone shares with you that they're happy and fulfilled in their job, but communicates this with tear-filled eyes or through gritted teeth, their verbal and nonverbal messages are conflicting, suggesting that they don't actually mean what they're saying. So there are 10 keys to becoming an effective listener. Number one, be attentive. Focus your attention on the other person. We can very easily get distracted by our own thoughts, um, what we're having like for lunch or what we're going to do next or where we're going next, you know, any of those things. Do your best to empty your mind and offer the other person your complete availability, concentrating on the message that they are trying to communicate or that's being communicated. Show the other person that they've got your full attention by maintaining eye contact. Look at them, even if they do not look at you. You do not have to stare fixedly at the other person because that's just creepy. (laughs) You can look away every now and again or look around, but the most important thing is to remain attentive. Block out any distractions like background noise. 
try not to focus in on the other person's accents or like any other mannerisms that might stand out. Number two, put the speaker at ease. Encourage the other person to feel free to talk, nod or use other gestures to encourage them to continue speaking. Show them that you are listening and understanding what they're saying. When you nod at someone or you say, like for me, it's mm hmm. When I give an uh huh or a yeah or I'm nodding, it is not in agreement to what they're saying. It is to let them know that I am listening and I hear them and I understand them. And some people mistake doing that will be as uh, to agree with the other person. And that's just not the case. It just shows that you are being attentive and that you are engaged in the conversation and that they are free to continue to continue to speak their mind or their thoughts. Otherwise, it can come off as you either being angry with what they're saying, angry at them, or that you just really want them to shut up. So just so you know. This is body language, right? Number three is empathize. Do your best to understand the other person's point of view. Consider any issues from their perspective and let go of any preconceived ideas that you might have. By having an open mind, you can more fully empathize with them. Empathy is the heart and soul of effective listening. In order to empathize, you have to put yourself in the other person's shoes and let yourself feel what it's like to be them for that moment. This is a challenging thing to do as it requires concentration and energy. However, Empathy is a generous and helpful thing to offer others, and it facilitates communication more effectively than any other approach. And I don't know if you've ever been in a conversation with someone else and you feel like they really just don't understand you or that they're not connecting with you. Um, and usually those things lead to arguments, right? Because they're just trying to get their point across and not listening to what you're saying. And the same for you. If you are listening to respond, then you are not an effective listener. You have to listen to what people are saying. Listen to understand, not listen to respond. Number four is be patient. If the other person pauses, even for a long time, it does not necessarily mean that they've finished speaking. So be patient and allow them the time to continue um, their thought or thought process. Long pauses could be for people who maybe take a longer time to process. Um, so they are actually processing as they speak, or it could mean that they are trying to make sure that they do not offend the person that is listening. So being patient, don't interrupt or finish their sentence as sometimes it takes time to formulate what they want to say and then 
how to say it. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at like finishing people's sentences. I have to make sure that I pay attention to that because I, <laughs> I am a quick, I am a quick processor. And so when someone is taking, this is, this is, I'm just being real with you guys right now. When someone is taking a really long time, I'm like, Oh, I know what they're going to say. So let me just fill in the word. And it looks like they're searching for the words. So let me fill in the words so that they can keep on with their thought. But that is not always necessarily the case. And there have been times that I've been right in filling in the word. And there are times where I've been wrong in filling in the word or phrase or whatever. So I find that it is easier to just go ahead and let them figure out the word <laughs> that they are. Although patience is not a virtue that I have. I have to really work at that. Number five, avoid personal prejudice. This one is very, very tough for many, 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 many people, as you can see with the way the communication is going on and has gone on from 2020 to 2021. Do your best to remain impartial. You don't have to like another person or even agree with their ideas, opinions, or values to communicate effectively with them. You can have your own thoughts and opinions. However, it's important to withhold your judgment and set aside any blame and criticism to fully understand them. Because when you start to uh, stick in your your point of view or um, your partiality, you throw the conversation off track. And many times if you let a person um, finish out their thoughts and you're patient with them, you will actually understand and see that you're on the same page or that you have the same conviction or same thought. It's, the difference is just maybe how you get there or how you process it. So avoid jumping to your own conclusions. Remember that the other person is using language to represent the thoughts and feelings inside of their brain. And you do not know what their thoughts and feelings are. And the only way you'll find out is by listening. Number six, listen to the tone. Both volume and tone of voice add to what is being said. An effective communicator will use both volume and tone to their advantage in order to keep their audience attentive. Everyone uses tone, pitch, and volume. So pay attention to these to get a better understanding of what the other person is trying to say. And this one can be a tricky one because there are people that are not aware of their tone and volume when they are speaking. And I'll just go ahead and raise my hand on that one. <laughs> so for those type of people, it is really important to ask clarifying questions so that you can understand that maybe just because I'm speaking at a higher volume does not mean that I am angry or that, you know, or that I have an attitude or that that person has an attitude, right? It could just be that that person is not aware 
that they changed <laughs> tones, or it could be someone who speaks in like a monotone voice and you have no idea what they're feeling as they're telling you um, or speaking their thoughts in their minds. You have no idea what they're feeling. So it is very good to just ask clarifying questions. Number seven, identify the key message. Identifying the key messages helps you to focus more on the main idea rather than the details. This will give you an overview of what the other person is trying to say and prevent you from getting lost in the details, which in turn will help you to empathize more effectively. This can happen when maybe you're having a conversation with someone and they throw in a little detail that you don't agree with, but maybe you agree with the overall um, thought of the conversation. And so like those little details can throw you off and actually get you into an argument when you are really trying to communicate the same idea. Number eight, pay attention to what isn't being said. So paying attention to the other person's body language is crucial. You can detect boredom, irritation, or enthusiasm very quick with just the slope of their shoulders or the expression in the eyes or the set of the mouth. And when you're listening, remember that words convey only a fraction of the message. Look out for any additional information that they are trying to transmit through nonverbal communication. You can actually help a conversation um, with that. So if someone is communicating and their body language is off, but um, they're communicating also, maybe even that they're that they're not happy or pleased, you can ask and be prepared with not a response, but with the empathy and with the act of listening, you can ask like, hey, how did that make you feel? It seemed like that made you feel um, a little bit off or like there's something there or frustration. And that person might not even know. And it's really helpful for them to be able to get that out so being able to um, look at the body language as well. Re and that's not a read in between the lines situation. It is reading expression or body language. But reading in between the line is you placing things in between the lines like there's something there and then acting on that without confirmation, right? Without asking them if this is true or digging a little bit deeper. I hope that that makes sense. There is a difference. Don't read between the lines, but look at the body language so that you can ask deeper questions to draw someone out. Number nine, wait for the speaker to pause to ask questions. If you don't understand something, it's important to ask for clarification. However, rather than interrupting, wait for the other person to pause. You can always say something like, can you just back up for a second? I didn't quite understand what you said about fill in the blank. And this one is kind of hard for me, I'll say, because I am very forgetful. <laughs> and so 
if a person speaks without pausing, that's really hard for me. So that whole phrase, like, um, can you hold for a second and just back up a little bit to clarify something for me? Because I didn't quite understand what you said about fill in the blank. Sometimes waiting all the way till the end, like I will have forgotten the whole question. So I'm like, man, with this particular person, I know I need notes. I need a, a piece of paper and a pen so that I can write down my question as they're going along. So it's really important for you to know who you're talking to as well. Wait for them to pause because you may interrupt a flow or a thought if you interrupt them. And then that can really put a damper on the conversation as well. Last but not least, reflect back. Reflecting back is the process of restating and rephrasing the words and feelings of the other person. My husband and I, we, we kind of call this, and it's not because we came up with this, but we call it drive-through communication because, you know, when you go through a drive-through, <laughs> they ask you for your order and then they repeat back your order, right, to clarify. So that's what this reflect back is. Um, it can help the other person to hear their own thoughts and focus on what they're saying and how they're feeling. When you repeat back what you hear to someone else, then they can say like, yeah, that's exactly what I meant. Or they can say like, oh, wait, no, that might not. You you, you partially got it, but let me uh, reiterate or let me elaborate. Reflecting back shows the other person that you're doing your best to understand what they're saying and trying to see the world as they see it. It doesn't involve you asking questions, leading the conversation in a different direction or introducing a new topic. Reflecting back helps the other person to feel understood and gives them the time and space to focus and further explore their ideas. For that, like it really helps you to stay engaged to try to understand what the other person is saying as opposed to thinking of what your next comments or response to what they are saying will be. For the other person, hearing back what they've just said can be really significant for them. You might find that you get responses like, did I really say that? Or hearing you repeat that back to me, <laughs> hearing you repeat what I've just said seems to have made the problem clearer in my mind. Or Hearing what you just said made me realize that I sound crazy right now or something like that, you know, like so it really helps to clear things up in their mind. We will. I think I will make this a like little series for the rest of January, but also in February, because I really feel like that this is just the beginning of communication, right? The beginning of communicating and communicating or communication skills. So, um, and there's so much more that goes in a communication. And I guess if you haven't taken a communication class in school, if that was one of the things that you didn't necessarily 
you know, like have to take for whatever reason, um, going to school or even just not going to school. They don't teach this stuff in high school, unfortunately. The stuff should really be taught in <laughs> like high school for sure and introduced in middle school um, so that people can actively listen and actively and, and be able to communicate, um, listen with empathy and um really be able to pay attention and to really remove yourself from the conversation, remove yourself from the conversation. I think a lot of the reason why there's so much miscommunication is because um, a lot of comments or a lot of um, the communication that we do have, we take things personal. Um, We take the response of someone else personal like they don't agree with me then they must think I'm wrong so they think they're right so they must think I'm wrong right and communication really isn't about wrong or right um like just because someone disagrees with you or maybe a process that you may have doesn't mean wrong or right they just have a different idea and I think when we can put together our ideas and really appreciate our ideas as a collective or as a community or as, you know, like just this togetherness, um, it's so much easier to work together um, to come to a middle ground or some type of compromise where it works for both parties or all parties involved. Um, That's just my thoughts. (laughs) So thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you continue on with me in this series. There will be two more podcasts in February to complete this series uh, of communication. So I hope that you tune in on those um, so that you can get the full gist of everything. It's, It's just so much here and We are a tapestry of people, right? Like put us all together and it can create something completely beautiful. That's me and my dreams for um, the togetherness and the possibilities. I know a lot of people have lately been communicating the negatives or just how horrible everything is, but I just want us to sit and think and and dream about the possibilities and to um, put out into the world these possibilities and the things that could happen if we um, are aware of ourselves, if we accept ourselves, our strengths and our weaknesses, and when we align to who we are in the way that we were created. So um, that's just me, y'all. Um, that's where I am. And this that's my vibe for 2021. So if this is the vibe that you're about, then come and join me in my Facebook group and the Intentional Life community. We do have a five-day self-love challenge coming up from the 25th um, to the 30th. We will be um, just pouring some love on ourselves and what that will look like for um, for us because self-care and self-love will look different for everyone. Yes. Um, so come and join the Facebook group if you want to get in on that challenge. If you feel like there, you really do need to pay a little bit more attention to 
maybe the negative narrative that you tell yourself and you'd like to rewrite your narrative and to feel free and really accepting who you are and to love every piece of your being, come and join this challenge where we are going to have some fun. The link will be in the show notes for that. Until next time, people, I will see you. Bye. If you loved this episode, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. You can also share your favorite episode over on Instagram at Stephanie Hicks Co. I would love to see screenshots of your favorite episodes. And if you're looking to connect with me further, join my intentional life community newsletter where I share training and tips to awareness, acceptance, and alignment. You can sign up by heading over to stephaniehicks.co, scroll to the bottom of the page, and click the link to join the community.